Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa. For years, ParCast has worked tirelessly to bring you an unprecedented look at history's most radical true crime events. Your support has not only allowed us to keep exploring these stories, but has driven us to keep expanding as well. So as a thank you to the ParCast listeners, I am honored to announce the release of our first book, Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. It's available on July 12th, and you can pre-order it today at parcast.com cults. The Branch Davidians, the Ant Hill Kids, Heaven's Gate, and more. Cults combs through the terrifying details never explored in any of Parcast's series before. This is a passion project only made possible by you. So we truly hope you'll enjoy it. Visit parcast.com slash cults to pre-order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. Something to note, Journey to the West is a legend that's been retold many times. For direct quotes, we've relied on Anthony C.U.'s 1983 translation. Our story may be different from the ones you're familiar with, but we hope you enjoy it. And be warned, today's episode contains dramatizations of violence and references to abortion. Please exercise caution for listeners under 13. Night lay thick in the canyon. The trees were close and teeming with monsters. Deep within the thicket was the orange glow of a campfire. No beast ventured near it because Sun Wukong was there, and none wanted to risk his wrath. The Monkey King sat alone, poking the embers with his golden staff. Not a fortnight had passed since he'd separated from his master, Tripitaka, to banish flames from a nearby mountainside. On his return, he discovered that an evil spirit had taken his place amongst Tripitaka's disciples, an evil spirit disguised as Sun Wukong himself. Furious and more than a little confused, the Monkey King had followed along, staying just out of sight. He wanted to leap out and expose his doppelganger, but he feared that his friends would be confused and think he was the imposter. Everything he'd worked for, the quest that Bodhisattva Guanyin bestowed upon him, his purpose, had all been taken away from him in an instant. As he sat by the fire, memories of his journey swirled in his mind like wisps of smoke. There are three kinds of beings who never die. Buddhas, immortals, and sages. I want to become one of them. The Monkey King has proclaimed himself ruler of all the animals and demands regular tribute from his fellow creatures. He must be punished. His arrogance has gone unchecked for almost 400 years. You thought that being clever was all you needed to become an immortal. You could beat all of our champions, but you could never see beyond your own petty interests. I have learned my lesson. I will not challenge the Buddha ever again. Just let me out from this mountain. Fear not, you will not be here forever. I am off to China. A monk will pass by here soon, sent by me. 
Promise to serve him as his disciple and you will be free of this earthly prison. tried to join your Tong monk on his journey, but he did not appreciate my help. I am going back to the Water Curtain Cave, where I will be properly appreciated for my talents. <sighs> Go back to Tripitaka and try harder this time. He's young and naive, but wise in ways you do not see yet. You can learn from him, just as he can learn from you. We may make a Buddhist of you yet, monkey. Guan Yin, is this what you had in mind when you told me I had a great destiny? Couldn't you have warned me that the Sun Wukong that finishes this journey is a demon wearing my face? Sun Wukong jumped up in frustration, stomping on the fire until it was nothing but ash. What do you expect me to do, huh? Go back to Ao Lai? Skulk in a cave like the Bull Demon King? I could just abandon Tripitaka. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Don't even think about trying to stop me. Sun Wukong waited, looking to the sky. There was no response from heaven or earth. Ugh, you're a stubborn woman, Guan Yin. And with that, the Monkey King sat back down and began to meditate. He would need a clear head if he was going to defeat his double. Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. This week, we're telling another story from the Chinese epic Journey to the West. The Monkey King Sun Wukong and his Buddhist allies have faced many challenging obstacles throughout their journey. Ghosts, demons, impassable terrain. But this week, they're confronting a conflict that's much more internal. In today's episode, Sun Wukong has to figure out how to save his companions from an imposter and a curse none of them saw coming. Coming up, Sun Wukong attempts to save face, and Tripitaka falls dangerously ill. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. 
Trippy Taka was in uncommonly high spirits this summer. The journey had been long, and they were no closer to retrieving the sacred scriptures from Buddha's palace on Vulture Peak. But for once, he and his disciples were not in imminent danger. This change in atmosphere seemingly affected his companions as well. Chubachi marched beside him, pig-like snout turned up contentedly, and the stoic river spirit Sha Wu Jin was almost smiling, or coming as close to a smile as he ever got. The only one who still seemed nervous was the monkey king, Sun Wukong. He leapt from tree to tree, fists balled as if ready to attack. There's a river up ahead, master. We should steer clear. Ah, one day you will get over your hatred of rivers, Sung Wukong. Look, there's an old ferryman. He can take us across. It could be a trap, a shapeshifter lying in wait to kill us all. Monkey, if anyone should be worried about a murderous boatman, it should be me. And I'm telling you to relax. They approached the ferry Tripitaka had indicated. It was a modest boat, nowhere near the size of the ferries Tripitaka had seen in the capital, and yet it was a sturdy craft, more than big enough for the entire party. Tripitaka tapped the stooped ferryman on the shoulder. Excuse me, sir. Are you willing to take some travelers across the river? More than willing, young man, but don't call me sir. The boatman turned, and Trippy Taka was shocked to see an elderly woman's face underneath the hood. Uh, my apologies. How much for a ride to the other side of the river? My friends and I are in haste. No charge, not for devout monks such as yourselves. That's awfully kind and trusting of you. How can you tell we aren't bandits dressed as devout monks? Because a bandit would not ask such a question. In! They piled into the boat, one after the other. Sun Wukong was last, checking over his shoulder as he hopped aboard. Once they were all settled, Trippy Taka sat up straight, ready to continue a lesson for his disciples. <clears throat> now, where did I leave off last night? You were talking about the divided mind. Ah, yes. Listen closely. If one has two minds, disasters he'll breed. He'll guess and conjecture both far and near. He seeks a... Good... A horse... Sung Wukong, what are you doing back there? I'm listening, Master. Go on. Why are you looking behind us like that? Are we being pursued? Nope. Everything's fine back here. I'm just... watching for river monsters. There are no monsters in this river, young Simeon. Just the thing a monster would say! Monkey, relax. I believe the old woman. Any river monster worth its salt would have attacked us by now. Trust me, I used to be one. <sighs> All this talk of rivers is making me thirsty. Chubachi, could you fetch me some water? Thank you. Ah. Now, before we get distracted again. <clears throat> the divided mind is our natural state. In order to take steps towards samsara, we must recognize that one of these minds is illusory. 
you must accept your one true mind, which means... Oh, oh. Master, are you well? My stomach. Master! Ah, now Pigsy's fallen too. What's wrong with them? They seem ill. I told them this was a trick! Boatwoman! What's going on back there? Why are you shouting at me? You, Boatwoman! You poisoned them, haven't you? You've killed my master! I'm not dead. The old woman looked blankly at Tripitaka and Chubachi, lying on their backs in the bottom of the boat. Then she began laughing. <laughs> What's so funny? Don't make me strike you down, woman! They need tea for their stomach aches, some medicine, anything! <laughs> that won't help. They drank from the river, didn't they? Yes. We're almost to the other side. I'll explain everything when we land. How are you feeling, Master? Nauseous. Like... I need to throw up. I'm also feeling... hungry? I would kill for some spicy turtle soup right now. What am I saying? I've never had turtle. I'm a vegetarian. I, I would never want to harm a poor, innocent, living thing. Why am I feeling so emotional? What sort of sickness is this? Tripitaka and Chubachi continued writhing in discomfort. Then, as the boat neared the shore, their bellies began to swell. Sha Wu Jin and Sun Wukong exchanged a look of alarm. Their companions almost looked pregnant. Here we are. The boat landed, and slowly the monks disembarked. On the riverside was a village, though they could not see a single person around. Sha Wu Jin and Sun Wukong guided Tripitaka and Chu Bachi gently to the shore. Don't worry, Master. We'll get to the bottom of this. The locals will know what to do. Where are they? And where did that blasted boatwoman go? Sha <laughs> Wu Jin had barely spoken when the locals arrived. What seemed like an endless sea of older women swarmed the monks, laughing and chattering amongst themselves. Whatever this illness was, they found it irresistibly funny. Stay back! Can't you tell my master is in great distress? Pigsy too! Eh, who cares about him? He acts like that when he eats too much. All right, ladies, back away. Give the men some room. <clears throat> Welcome, devout monks, to the outskirts of Nutsuguo, the women's state of Western Liang. The women's state? Yes, we're all women here. Not a single man to be found on this side of the river. I'm sorry, but how does that work? If you're all women, how do you maintain your population? Do your daughters have no fathers? You aren't very bright, are you? He's not. Well, if either of you had any brains, you would have figured out what happened by now. Your master and the um, pig-like one drank from what is known as Child and Mother River. It is where our young women go when they... Oh, Buddha! You don't mean... 
Yes, I do. They're both pregnant. What? No! I, I can't be! W what will happen to us? We can't possibly give birth! I honestly cannot say what will happen. <laughs> this is truly unprecedented. If it helps, I think both of you would make excellent mothers. Shubachi unleashed a tirade of incoherent curses at Sun Wukong. The monkey laughed along with the older women, enjoying the irony far too much for Tripitaka's liking. Is there anything that can be done? Well, usually in the case of an unwanted pregnancy, we go south to Man Undoing Mountain. Within that mountain, there is Child Destruction Cave. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say Child Destruction Cave? Yes, is there something funny about that? <laughs> Not at all. In fact, Pigsy here comes from Idiot Fountain on the coast of Pig Producing Peninsula. Ignore him. With pleasure. Now listen. Inside Child Destruction Cave is a well. Drink water from this well and your pregnancies will be reversed. It will be like the child was never there. Perfect. Wonderful. Monkey, I need you to- There's only one small problem. Only one? One more. What is it? In recent years, a being calling himself the True Immortal Compliant has taken up residency in this cave. If any of us want the water from that well, we have to pay him. And his prices have only been going up. Sung Wukong, Sha Wujin, I need you to find this cave and bring us back the water. Please! If I survived this childbirth, I would be honor-bound to care for the baby. I would have to break my vows as a monk. What if we just fetch the water for you and let Pigsy give birth? I'm kind of curious about what will happen. Uh, come on, monkey. The two monks began their journey south. Tripitaka watched them go with hope, placing a hand gingerly on his rotund stomach. He tried not to think about what would happen if they failed. His hope, perhaps, was misplaced. He was unaware that the Sun Wukong he had sent on this mission was not the Sun Wukong he knew, and that the creature pretending to be his disciple might have no plans to return at all. Coming up, the true Sun Wukong races to save his master from himself. Hi listeners, it's Vanessa. On behalf of ParCast, I'd like to thank you for your continued support. Your loyalty has allowed us to keep expanding even beyond podcasts. That's why I'm so thrilled to share some special news with you all, something we've never done before and made possible only because of you. On July 12th, we're releasing our first book titled Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. And you can pre-order it today at parcast.com slash cults. 
Those of you who've been with ParCast since the beginning know that it's a labor of love for us to bring you these powerful stories. As long as you keep listening, we keep creating. So with the benefit of years of research and insights, we've put together a comprehensive narrative that tries to make sense of mysterious groups such as Nexium, Heaven's Gate, the Manson family, and more, exposing how shared beliefs can have deadly results and taking you deeper into the dark side of human nature than ever before. You won't want to miss this book. Visit parcast.com slash cults to pre-order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Join Them. That's parcast.com slash cults. Thank you again for listening. We can't wait for you to dive in. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. Sun Wukong landed on the riverbank, staff held up defensively. Following his companions without being seen by the imposter was no easy feat and required him to keep his distance. He transformed into a bird and circled over the river for hours, watching the ferry pass beneath him. Their boat had landed at a small village, but he had only seen Xiao Jin and the fake Sun Wukong depart. That meant that Tripitaka still must be nearby. Sun Wukong crept from window to window, trying to find where his master was staying. Finally, after seeing nothing but old women gathered for supper, he found it, a house on the edge of the village. Inside, Tripitaka sat by the fire, drinking a cup of tea. His belly had grown enormous. Chubachi lay in a heap nearby, snoring loudly. Master! Are you all right? Uh, Wukong? You're back early. Back from... from where? What's going on? Now is not the time for games, monkey. Have you already forgotten that we are pregnant? Pregnant? Really? Uh, Who's the father? Ow! I'm not in the mood, monkey. Give me the water from Child Destruction Cave. (laughs) I'm sorry. The water from where? I must be dreaming. Is pregnancy supposed to make you hallucinate? Master, listen. The monkey you've been traveling with the last few days is not me. I'm the real Sun Wukong. Our mission is important, monkey. If you're blowing off another task, I don't know what to do with you. Now go get me that water. But... Ugh, fine. But, uh, where was it again? Monkey gathered some scraps of cloud together and jumped aboard. If he hurried, he'd be able to catch up with the imposter, beat him to a pulp, and rejoin the quest as if nothing had ever happened. As he flew, questions circled his mind. What did this strange imposter gain from following his master? He hadn't the foggiest idea. Demons only ever wanted to sow chaos and satisfy base urges. Why would one join a band of monks? 
He flew above the mountain peaks, listening closely for the sound of his own voice. If this demon was such a good imposter, it wouldn't stay quiet for long. Sure enough, he soon heard a conversation below him. So, what will happen if this immortal is undefeatable? I never knew you to be so pessimistic, Wukong. Oh, I'm not. I just think that, maybe, we might want to consider a plan B if we don't get back in time. You mean, we need to be prepared for Tripitaka and Chupachi giving birth? Precisely. Do you think our journey can be accomplished by two? I do not think so. Guan Yin's instructions were very precise. Tripitaka must be the one to fetch the Buddhist scriptures from Vulture Peak. Of course! That was the original plan. But circumstances being what they are... I don't know what's come over you, monkey. We aren't abandoning Tripitaka. What a shame. Ah! Sun Wukong watched in shock as the imposter monkey drew an iron polearm, seemingly from nowhere, and struck Sha Wu Jin. Wu Jin flew into a nearby rock face and slid to the ground, unconscious. The imposter monkey approached, holding the spear over its head to finish the job. You! Stop! What? Sun Wukong dropped out of the sky and landed on the ground between Sha Wu Jin and the other monkey. Get away from my friend! Look who it is! Noble Sun Wukong! Come to save the day! The two monkeys circled each other. Though their weapons were different, Sun Wukong was astonished at how similar the imposter looked to him. Every scar, every blemish, every birthmark, identical. But as he stared, the imposter's form shimmered like a mirage. For the briefest of moments, he saw a macaque with six ears rather than his usual two. Then the moment passed and he was looking into his own face again. Who are you, demon? <laughs> Don't you remember me? We were like brothers once, Monkey King. Ugh, you've got to be kidding me. I've had enough run-ins with old acquaintances lately. Come to think of it, you probably overheard my recent battle with Bull Demon King and thought you'd pull the same trick. I speak the truth, Pilgrim. Lying to you would be like lying to myself. What do you want? I want what you've always wanted, Wukong. To prove you're a great sage without needing to be held back by idiots like Chubachi. You've grown too soft to seize your potential, so I'll just have to do it for you. I don't think it works that way, buddy boy. Hiya! Sun Wukong swung his staff at the imposter, who blocked the blow with ease. Have you ever tried fighting a mirror, great sage? Shut up! You aren't me, you're just a very good mimic. Your banter used to be sharper than this, Wukong. What happened? I took up meditation. Hiya! Sun Wukong swung his staff low towards his opponent's crotch. His weapon struck home, just as the other monkey's polearm hit him across the forehead. The blow stung and his eyes swam, but as he expected, the blow to the crotch was more devastating to his opponent. When his vision cleared, he saw his foe doubled over, groaning in pain. 
The demon's form wavered, but it did not give him another glimpse of the six-eared macaque. Seeing a creature that looked so much like himself in such pain was unsettling. Sun Wukong didn't like it. He raised his staff. Next time you try to impersonate a monk, try picking one that doesn't know how to fight. With that, he swung the staff at the other monkey's belly. It connected and sent his mirror image hurtling down the canyon. Satisfied, he dusted off his hands and knelt down by Sha Wu Jin. Uh, Wukong? What happened? Oh, the usual. Surprise demon attack. Ugh, I usually see them coming. I'll explain later. Come on, Wu Jin. We've got magic water to fetch. They jumped aboard Sun Wukong's cloud and set off once again towards the Man Undoing Mountain. Sha Wu Jin recovered quickly, but Sun Wukong did not tell him about the imposter. There would be time for that later. Now he needed to get the water for his master. He would not let the six-eared macaque ruin their quest. The mountain was exactly where the old woman had said. In front of it stood an unnaturally tall man with jet black hair and a curved golden hook in his hand. His eyes blazed when he saw the two monks fly towards him on their cloud. Sun Wukong! What? Who? Where? Huh? I knew one day you would be coming to face me. Do you recognize this guy? No clue! They usually introduce themselves, so I try not to let it bother me. I am the true Immortal Compliant. You humiliated my brother Bull Demon King just over a fortnight ago. There it is! Hey, Immortal! Can I call you Compliant? No! Too bad. We've got a couple of expectant monks waiting for us in town that could really use some of your magic water. Have you brought tributes? Oh, I have just the thing. What if I offer you all of your teeth? What? Or your ribs. My tribute will be not shattering your ribs. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> you must be joking. Not today, compliant. I've had enough of pompous spirits getting in my way. Hiya! And there, on the southern coast of Nutsiguo, at the entrance of Child Destruction Cave on the side of Man Undoing Mountain, a furious battle raged. Sun Wukong fought the true immortal compliant, driving him back and forth across the cave entrance. Every time Sun Wukong attempted to slip past, the immortal hooked him around the ankle and threw him back to the ground. I will let no one enter Child Destruction Cave, least of all you, Sun Wukong. In his fury, the immortal seemed to have forgotten that Sun Wukong had a companion. As he swung his hook furiously at the monkey, the river monk Sha Wu Jin snuck past him into the cave. I got the water, monkey! What? Sorry, pal. I don't have time for old grudges anymore. <laughs> Cheers! With that, Sun Wukong snatched the immortal's golden hook and broke it across his knee. 
Xiaowu Jin emerged from the cave, carrying a full bucket of water. He looked from Sun Wukong to the defeated immortal and back again. Oh, and by the way, let the women have access to this cave from now on. No bribes, no donations. How dare you try to control my domain? Well, it's not your domain, is it? Does that sink in now? Or do I have to keep hitting you? I will never bow before. <laughs> I could do this all day. Actually, we really should be going. Okay, never mind. One more. <laughs> there. Now, when we come back from our journey to the Buddha, we'll check in on these women. If you're still here. I know, I know. You'll keep hitting me. Precisely. You know, maybe you should take up meditation. There's a few wise masters I can recommend if you need a mentor. We should be on our way, Wukong. Right, right. Bye! Sun Wukong gathered his cloud beneath the two of them, and they zipped off across the sky. The mountains below them blurred as the cloud picked up speed. Suddenly, Sun Wukong gasped. Oh, no! What? What? Did you drop the bucket? No, I just realized I forgot to get them something. Aren't you supposed to bring a gift for new parents? Not funny, monkey. The cloud sat down on the riverbank, just outside the village of elderly women. The boatwoman watched them approach, her eyes wide. I can't believe it. You actually got the water from the immortal? We did indeed. Your young women should be able to get abortions now without paying. I broke the immortal's weapon, so he should be a pushover now, even if he doesn't vacate the cave. That is marvelous news. But how did you accomplish all that while you were here the whole time? What do you mean? The boatwoman looked over her shoulder to the hut where Tripitaka rested. Sun Wukong's stomach turned over. It couldn't be. He ran towards the hut, sweat beating his brow. He threw open the door, and something heavy struck him across the forehead. Ah! Sun Wukong fell forward onto the floor, dropping the bucket in front of him. Chubachi and Tripitaka sat by the fireplace, still heavily pregnant, and beside them stood the imposter monkey, wearing a wicked, triumphant smile. Coming up, Sun Wukong faces his own worst enemy, himself. Now, back to the story. Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, lay on the floor of a modest hut in Nutsiguo, the land of women. Standing before him was his master, Tripitaka, still affected by a magical pregnancy. And by his master's side was an exact copy of Sun Wukong, looking gleefully down at him. The real Sun Wukong glowered back at the imposter, while he'd been off trying to fetch a cure to his master's affliction, the shapeshifter must have doubled back to get there first. 
Sun Wukong raised himself to his feet, fists clenching and unclenching. Trippy Taka was the first one to speak. What do you have to say for yourself, demon? Demon? Master, the demon is standing beside you! Nonsense! How long have we been traveling together? Don't you know I could recognize an imposter a mile off? But, Master, I brought you the water to save you from your unwanted pregnancy. An easy way to prove you are trustworthy. Wu Jin, tell him! You were knocked out by this fiend on the road. I saved you. Uh, something did attack me, but I was unconscious. I never saw who struck me. Hmm, how curious. It could be that's when the imposter took Sun Wukong's place by your side, Wu Jin. What? Sun Wukong's companions stared at him with suspicion. He was in no physical danger, but if he couldn't convince them he was telling the truth, he would be expelled from their quest, perhaps even imprisoned again for his failure. I saw the fiend's true face. It is some sort of six-eared macaque. That is quite strange. Six ears, you say? That's so specific. Makes me think of an old saying. The Dharma is not to be transmitted to the sixth ear. Look at him, master. He's sweating. This monster is clearly in fear for his life. Not so fast, Wukong. We must be sure of this. Stand beside each other. <sighs> the two monkeys stood before Tripitaka, hair bristling with anger. The others, Tripitaka, Chubachi, Sha Wujin, and the old boatwoman, looked them up and down, looking for any sign that one was an imposter. But it was impossible to tell them apart. Are you sure you do not have a twin, Sun Wukong? I am a completely unique being, thank you very much. We'll have to test your knowledge then. Who taught Sun Wukong his 72 transformations? Patriarch Sabuti. Where did Buddha imprison you for 500 years? Five Phases Mountain. Who's your least favorite of your traveling companions? Pizzy. <laughs> well, we all know that. <sighs> this is quite puzzling. You appear to be the same in stature, knowledge, and behavior. The only thing... Ah, what was I teaching about on the boat ride over before we drank from the stream? I wasn't there. He'd already taken my place. Uh, I don't remember. You told me you were listening. I was watching for pursuers, Master. You cannot fault me for that. Or was he watching to make sure I wasn't following you all? Ah, uh, we're getting nowhere with this. How about this? Not a question of memory, but of character. Why do you want to join our quest? to gain forgiveness for my transgressions and accept the righteous path as the one true way to enlightenment. Good answer. And you? I... The other monkey had, of course, given exactly the answer Sun Wukong wanted to say. He was stuck. This macaque was doing a perfect impression of him, down to the way he spoke when trying to appease his master. The only thing he could do was to say what was really on his mind, the thoughts that would get him kicked out of the group for sure. Why do I want to join this quest? I want to join this quest. <sighs> he 
because I have nowhere else to go. Ha! That's too blunt even for Sung Wukong. Let him finish, Wu Jin. What do you mean, monkey? Are you making some sort of joke? Not at all. I've never been so honest. I could leave right now and go back to Ao Lai, where I ruled the kingdom of monkeys happily. But to be honest, sometimes I fantasize about going back there. I picture myself spending all day feasting on delicious fruits and having orgies with my fellow monkeys until I'm too tired to stand. Only, I can't. <laughs> I enjoy meditation now. What would the other monkeys even think of me? I'm so full of Buddhist philosophy that they would kick me out for being no fun anymore. Being on this quest with you all is the only place I feel at home. Silence fell over the room. Trippy Taka stared at Sun Wukong with open shock. How's that for an answer? Shocking. Vulgar. The least Buddhist thing I've heard in a fortnight. It's good to have you back, Sun Wukong. What? How could that convince you? Oh, buzz off, demon. You aren't wanted here. With that, the real Sun Wukong transformed into a wasp and flew right into the fake monkey's ear. Yeah, Get out of there! The false monkey flailed wildly before transforming into a wasp himself. So Sun Wukong turned into a bird. Panicking, the demon turned into a hawk. Sun Wukong turned into a wolf. They continued like this, each escalating until they came full circle and became wasps again. At that moment, Sun Wukong returned to the form of a monkey, bringing his palm down on the other wasp. Ha! Got you! Monkey, that was unnecessary. Ah, it stings too! Ow! Ow, 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 ow! Sun Wukong lifted his palm and flicked the squashed wasp away. Wait, if you're the real Sun Wukong, who was that? He said he knew me from my past, but I have no idea. It's so hard to keep track of all these vendettas. Why, are you having doubts? <laughs> Hardly, only the real Sun Wukong would willingly swat a wasp with his bare hand. Glad you're finally seeing sense. Now, could someone bring me some water for my hand? This really hurts. Be careful not to lick your wound after you wash it. You'll wind up pregnant too. I'd be a great mother and you all know it. Trippy Taka and Chi drank from the bucket that Sun Wukong and Sha Wu Jin brought back with them. Soon, their morning sickness subsided and their bellies shrank, although Chu Chi still remained quite round. They left the village of old women the following morning, continuing their westward travels. They were refreshed and ready for whatever came their way. So you said this was an entire country only populated with women? Amazing! Be respectful, monkey. Oh, I will. I'll have you know, I was a great husband to all my wives. Just keep your eyes peeled. No matter who owns this land, it is still strange to us. 
We must be cautious. Looks fine to me. What's the worst that could happen? Monkey! Monkey. The monks walked off into the land of Nutsiguo, now especially on their guard, all except Sun Wukong, who walked calmly with a smile on his face. This was where he belonged, by his master's side, surrounded by friends, on the long and winding path toward enlightenment. Today's story draws from two chapters from Journey to the West. In chapter 53, Tripitaka and Chubachi drink from a clear river outside the land of women and become dangerously pregnant. This premise where a man becomes pregnant through magic would not have been unusual for the 16th century readers of Journey to the West. It echoes an episode from the much earlier Hindu religious text known as the Mahabharata. In that story, it's a powerful king, not a humble monk, who magically conceives after drinking water he should have avoided. What makes Journey to the West version especially interesting is how it relates to the hero's masculinity. The text treats Tripitaka almost like a mother to his disciples, and in stage adaptations of Shioji, he's often portrayed by a female actor. His pregnancy does not make him question his manhood or feel shame. He reacts to the development with genuine fear that having a child would violate his monk's vows. It shows how earnest this monk is, that even in such an impossible situation, his first concern is his spirituality. The Six-Eared Macaque is another story directly tied to identity. In Journey to the West, this imposter monkey is a returning character from Monkey's past, one he never recognizes. They're so similar that not even Guan Yin or Buddha can tell them apart. This relates to the idea of non-duality, which is key to some schools of Buddhism. Although the story treats the six-eared macaque as a different character than Sun Wukong, he can be read as an allegory for the spiritual growth Sun Wukong has to achieve. In the original text, his fight with the other monkey takes him past a mountain where Buddha's giving a lesson on non-duality. As they pass, Buddha says to his students, You are all of one mind, but take a look at two minds in competition and strife arriving here. This concept means many things to many different schools of Buddhism. Some say there are two minds, the true mind and the illusory mind. But one thing is for sure, you can't achieve enlightenment when you're fighting yourself. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. If you liked Mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Traditional fairy tales aren't exactly suitable for children, and every Wednesday we dive into another dark, classic fable. See you next week for another epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. 
This episode of Mythology was written by Robert Teamstra, with writing assistance by Molly Quinlan and Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Bennett Logan, and research by Adriana Gomez. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Drew Lawn, Brian Kim McCormick, Albert Park, and Jen Wong. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, listeners, it's Vanessa. Exciting news, ParCast's first book, Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Join Them, is now available for pre-order at parcast.com cults. Thanks to your support, we've compiled years of research, insights, and a catalog of case studies to expose more about these cults and the people behind them than ever before. Details which haven't even been explored in our Cults podcast. Visit parcast.com slash cults to pre-order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them.